Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I've got uh, the wonderful dynamic duo. I've got uh, my friend Zed Kenzo. She's a hip hop artist. Her latest EP came out, it's Baby Swag. And then she dropped a song, Michael Blackson, that just came out about two weeks ago. Also, you can find it streaming everywhere. And then directly across from me, I've got DJ Drip Sweat. Drip Sweat. Um, and we're here to talk a little bit about love and fear and uh, inspiration, motivation, all things artistry. So thank you, ladies, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Avenue. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't have anywhere other to be than uh, drink alcohol at a table with two talented people. You know, on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday. Uh, how how's your day going so far? Good. Great. Um, <laughs> what did you guys do today? I just came from a gig, Sculpture Milwaukee, oh, cool. Radiant, True Art. They've just brought in a lot of artists, a lot of photographers, models to essentially be around the new sculptures that are downtown, oh, awesome. up and down Wisconsin Ave. And I just DJed outside Chase Building for like three hours. Oh, it wow. Was great. Nice. In the shade. Okay, good. Oh, I was going to ask if you got hot. <laughs> It was just yeah. It was the perfect temperature. That's awesome. Yeah. What'd you play? Like, what kind of shit did I kind of went everywhere. It was a lot of old people. <laughs> so where did you start finding, like, DJing being, like, your, like, rather than, like, the actual, like, the music artistry of it? Mm -hmm. Um, nice. since growing up, I mean, my house has always been full of music, full of loud ass music mm -hmm. for any reason whatsoever, <laughs> just yeah. because it's another day um cleaning the house music uh braiding hair music yeah watching cartoons music the the fucking family playing dominoes music mm -hmm. um and right. at there came a certain point in time with and it's like it's i've gotten the best of both worlds from both my parents my mom, she kind of listens to every fucking thing, and my dad listens to everything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, sure. So, like, my mom was the Biggie fan, dad, Tupac. Yeah. Um, it was, like, split down. Right. Mm -hmm. Mom loves Prince, dad, Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. That's... Um, so that's how contrast. did they love each other? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Right, yeah, they're they're liking the artists that are pitted against each other, right, yeah. like, um, more than anything. Uh, so, with that, and then, too, my grandfather was also not a music blaster, but he was into music very much. Mm -hmm. Like, the Zune, he had wow. up until his death, the big old blocky... Fucking Whoa! Robe. I forgot about yeah. those. Wowzers. Right. Yep. Um, so I've always had access to a lot of music and my memory of music is wonderful. So, um, that suits you well. Yeah. I started seeing the essence of hip hop at an early age 
and it was like at once I don't know if I watched the show or something or if I just got exposed to it somehow but it was like breakdancing yeah I'm mm-hmm. gonna fucking do that mm-hmm. DJ yeah I'm gonna fucking mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. graffiti uh, yeah I yeah, got that yeah. um, so I actually came up with my DJ name a long ass time ago around 10, 10 years Wow. 10 years nice. old or so and I knew all of the context that I wanted it like ooh it's gonna be a little nasty yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, and yeah I've been the, um, I've been past the aux many times so I knew I had it in me and right. I knew that once I just got on the set or once I got the equipment mm-hmm. um, that it just naturally comes. So Scratch Sessions was actually held down the street at Jazz Gallery oh, right. oh, you doing that? by DJ Bizan and I hopped my ass in there one day and he let me get on the decks and he seen that the you seen I had a jumper? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of all went from there. It's it's like you could it's almost like um when you get past the the ox like at a young age like growing up like it's like you know like your friends see something in you because that's a that's a responsibility yeah, and my parents pass me the ox yeah. like my mom trusts me at the family function when they were all lit and shit for me. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's, that's huge yeah for sure for the parent to trust the kid with the music that's yeah. rare oh yeah yep something uh Opportunity I never I don't had. Know what I listen to. I yeah, don't hear that. You know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, um, so uh, besides Snack Boys, what are some other like regular uh, things that uh, you do at, like under Drip Sweat? Um, I host my own parties. Um, I haven't really been doing that this year because. I was gonna be like, I didn't get no invite. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just kidding. I did hear. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in a period of transitioning. Mm. Um, keep dropping my phone. That's my pockets. Hey. Um, it's all good here. But like, I've hosted sad parties, which is a focus. On, oh yeah. Yeah. Focus on mental health and mental illnesses. Love it. Yeah. Um, have people come out and do poetry, and I just play all of the sad bops that everybody else plays mm-hmm. while they're in their room, but have right, everybody yeah. together and being sad. The angsty stuff, yeah, yeah sure. Um, there's that. I am a part of a lot of LGBTQIA, ETC, ETC um, parties. Is that the full acronym, though? Girl, I don't Just know. Just being as yeah. inclusive as possible. Right. Yeah, I yeah. so many things to keep up with. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I'm that. I'm mm-hmm. over there. It is a mouthful, <laughs> yes. But um, but point being, like, yes, I, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's, there are those things. Uh, queer dance parties I used to host over here, too. I haven't been because it was at River West Public House initially. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they're doing anymore. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I think they're under new, uh, new booking, mm-hmm. new management kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, different vibe now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But, um, oh, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, that. And then there's Blue Seas, where I basically play everything that's not English. Oh, wow. <laughs> no American music whatsoever, really. American and or English music. Mm-hmm. More Caribbean, Afrobeat, cumbia, yeah. reggaeton, mm-hmm. all that spicy shit. Yeah. 
Oh, you yeah. put any uh, some some raga in there? Like hell yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> I took a world music class in college. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, no world music is. Yeah, I mean it's all beautiful stuff. Everything we listen to is derived from some you know different uh, manifestation of mm -hmm. music elsewhere. So mm -hmm. I mean that's what I mean hip hop was. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Totally. It's all about the samples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's that is beautiful. Um, so Zed, hi, how you doing? So, um, so Zed, uh, I want to hear a little bit about your own uh, creative uh, outlet and how it manifested uh, growing up with you. Like, where did you start finding uh, music as an outlet for yourself? Similar to you, what's just like music was huge in my household. I was with my grandma a lot growing up. She played a lot of like Sade and Blondie and Temptations and she liked around DMC and TLC. What's a yeah, so, like, she was always music playing like water to plants or when she was frying chicken or like whatever, like music playing all the time. Mm -hmm. Same at my house with my mom and my dad. Sure. And they were kinda of similar. Like my mom was into my mom liked my mom liked Biggie. My dad my stepdad liked Tupac. Sure. So that was interesting, but they both liked West Coast rap a lot, so mm -hmm. I grew up with a lot of that. Um, but um, I just, I don't know, it was kind of something that my mom saw in me when I was really young, because I just would always sing and dance a lot when I was like really little. Mm -hmm. Like when I could talk and walk is when I first started expressing myself mm -hmm. creative, creatively. Um, I was really into drawing too, so Same. I had a lot of art supplies and yep. you know, all mm -hmm. that stuff. Got involved with the theater really young and like elementary school I was in choir and church yep. so just staying musically active all the time I played piano when I was seven I was classically trained did that all throughout middle elementary middle high school mm. um, and then when I got really good at pianos and I was like okay I can write songs like I can compose whole ass songs um, I did the whole like band thing where I like made up a na band name and like had this vision for this band I was gonna have. Yeah. Yeah. All that. So it was just kind of like, okay, cool. And then I started kind of trying to like do music with kids in high school, like try to form bands, but I felt like it was always boys who just wanted to like, you know. They wanted to they, impress a girl. Or, or just, yeah, it's yeah. like you were, they didn't take me seriously and like I didn't play guitar at the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can play keyboard and they're like, that's stupid. And then like hardcore came out and then the keyboard was like a huge element and I was like, you were, screw all you guys because I predicted this, like I, I literally was like, keyboard would be dope in rock, like what's wrong with there being like a keyboard in this like metal song yeah. and then we got Chiotos and we got the Devil Wears Prada and all that stuff and I was like suckers yeah right right um but yeah and then I just eventually ended up um I would record myself on my little like crappy burner phone Same. I would play piano and like sing songs and I just yeah. I don't I wish I had all that music still yeah I remember some of the songs but yeah. I used to do so many covers on yes uh, yes yeah. sheet music then my mom like ended up buying me a bass guitar, so I played that. Um, I taught myself that, and I was really good at it. It's pretty easy. It just hurts. Yeah. The strings are so thick. 
Mm, that makes sense. Then I got to college and I was like, oh my god, like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of felt pressured into going to college. I wanted to go to art school. I actually applied for my ad. Okay. And they accept, I got into my ad. Mm. And it's an expensive school, um, but I had created my entire portfolio, you know, did everything. And they were like, we accept you. We'll give you this $2,000 scholarship. And I was like, $2,000? Damn. That doesn't even cover part of a semester. <laughs> yeah. So my mom was like, absolutely not. Yeah. She was like, you're not going to art school. First of all, it's too expensive. Second of all, we have to do what? And I was like, I'm an artist. Like, you helped me. Like with my like, she put me in dance, you know. Like, she was very supportive of me as an artist. Right. And then yeah. when it came to me being an adult, it was like, no, you need to be yeah. a doctor. And I'm like, yeah. You yeah. groomed me to be yeah. an artist yeah. as well. Yeah. You've always supported right. me yeah. doing this. And then I went to college in Madison. I would borrow a, a laptop. I made music on GarageBand all the time. And I love what you're doing, by the way. And finally <laughs> went to an open mic one night, and I was like, da 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 And I was like, oh my god, I can rap. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I just started, just kept going with it. Learned how to make bees on Ableton years later, yeah. and mm-hmm. here we are. Hell yeah. Boom. Wow. Oh, we got Very similar stories. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys should work together. Like, But you find yeah. that with a lot of artists, too. Right. We have a lot of, like, yeah. I mean, there's overlap. Black families. Black communities, yeah. Right, right, right definitely. Yeah. So, when you were in school, like, when did that turn into something, like, serious for you? Right. Well, yeah, I was, um, making a lot of music. And I was dating someone who was a musician, like, in a band. And I was trying to, like, I found myself trying to conform a lot when I was in college. Like, mm-hmm. trying to be like other people because I didn't feel like I fit in. So I needed to, like, not be the weird black girl that, like you know, came from where I came from, and mm-hmm. no, I only like Indian music, and I only I only listen to Google Bordello and Man Man, like, I don't listen to anything else. <laughs> like, listen- that's, that's what I, like, pretended to I listen to Of Montreal. Only, strictly. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, it just, I, I let go of myself, I let go of my roots, right? So yeah. I stopped listening to a lot of, like, black music, essentially. I stopped mm-hmm. listening to it, because I was like, no one here, like, accepts me. And then once I picked that back up, like I dove back into the tribe called Quest, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "Whoa, I missed this! Like, what was I? What have I been doing?" Um, so really, it was listening to them that got me like back on track with like listening to hip hop again and just being like, "This is the music that I connect to the most." Mm-hmm. Not be- not just necessarily because I'm black, but because that's just what I connect to. Right. And I just never thought I could be a rapper because I'm talk too white and you know what I mean like people always be like oh, you talk white but I also always get like wow you talk really fast and like stuff <laughs> like that so and I've always been good at writing lyrics yeah. always I started with poetry and like um, I would go to a lot of the like slam poetry things and like go to the open mic yeah, just to yeah, watch yeah. people do it but I was like that's not my thing like yeah. I like it but I'm, I'm not like oh, yeah, I only be course. like and the tears that have shown themselves are like that top. Yeah, like <laughs> you see yourself inside of the hoodoo, and it's like, okay, I don't want to do that. I would yeah. be the trolley, but I admired it. You're right, <laughs> right. I would be the fucking trolley one. Yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have a dope person that would get up there and be like, "You're practically rapping a cappella right now." Oh yeah. yeah. So really, it was just discovering my roots again, and I discovered Tyler the Creator, and like, I, and then Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. When she came out, I was like, 
who is this? This is yes. me. That's me. That's me. Like itty bitty she's so thing. weird, and she's. I saw her like at the cipher. I saw her BT cipher, mm -hmm. and that was my first time seeing her. And I was like, who is that? Mm -hmm. That's that's me. You know. So I was influenced by um, like other weird people. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I can do this. You know and. I was like, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. I'm not a strong singer. Like, I've never been a strong singer. Um, but I like to use my voice yeah, with my music. So, And I'm a performer, right? Because I, yeah. I grew up on the stage dancing. Yep. So I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how I can make both of these things work and mm -hmm. still be, like, the composer. So that's kind of how I created myself. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Talk a lot, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a key thing you said is that, like, you know, you said that you... You kind of like were, you know, you were listening to artists that you felt like, you know, made you not seem like you were just like, you know, that, that like, you, you were trying to listen to artists that didn't put you in a box, whatever. But I think that, like, and I grew up with, I grew up with this too, like, it's just sort of ingrained in our culture, but it's, I feel like people just need to stop, like, you know, equating anyone who is black that, you know, like, is, doesn't, you know, uh, conduct themselves in the way that, like, they're expected to as, like, that means that they're white, that they're, right. like, a black, a white yeah. black person. Right. White or Whitewashed. Right, yeah, anything, right, exactly. It's, it's Where it's, like, anything up. outside of the norm, it's, like, you're acting white. Like, right. when I remember in high school, people would say, oh, yeah, he's, like, the whitest black person you'll ever mm -hmm. meet. And, like, that's just, like... Just being rude. Just yeah, it's super true. It's super <laughs> is though because it's like, like they even mean right. It's like right. dude is still black. I grew obviously. up in the ghetto yeah. around all black people. In like I grew up woods. around black people my whole right. life. And just because you, <laughs> right? Just because you present yourself outside of the norm does not erase your blackness. Right. Yeah. And I struggled with that though for a yeah. long, for a very long time. Me too. I was like never friends with the other black girls in school. Yeah. I mean, it's one probably mm -hmm. because I'm light skinned. Right, there's that, <laughs> that too. Light skinned people yeah. struggle, juggle. Yeah, and then it's I'm a double weird whammy. On top of that, Th triple like, whammy. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm queer. I know you're queer. Yeah. So it's like quadruple whammy. It's mm -hmm. like, dang. Right, and it's like what? It's <laughs> like what? My life. Right, and it's yeah. like at that point, it's like what? What niche do you fit into? And uh, my own. There you go, yes. and fuck yes, <laughs> fuck yes, girl, because because like I'm like a you know, and obviously like you know, in a completely different setting, but like I mean myself, like I'm I never felt like I had a friend group in high school. You know, I never felt like I belonged to a group. I like I always felt like I was outcasted, even when I was with like my best friends. Like I just mm. never felt like. Right. I was friends with in a group. Totally. I'm just yep. friends with people. You know? Yep. Yeah. 100%. And and I think that and I think that like, you know, it's it's kind of part of the whole like high school cliques type of shit. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, you group mm -hmm. yourself into whoever you have most in common with. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of the people that fall outside of that are often you know, just people that think outside of the box in general. You know, mm -hmm. people that yeah. just, you know, have you know, a, a different perception of themselves and how they relate to the rest of the world, then that's a good thing. Right. And it's finally starting to get 
like embraced. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you should be if you're different. Mm-hmm. And this goes for anybody. If you're different, you should 100% like embrace that even when you are young because we're taught to be put in boxes our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And like but when, when essentially mm-hmm. everybody is different. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is different. Yeah. Peeks into their differentness. Who actually looks there, like, see what about them. No, I just said we're groomed to assimilate. Like, that's just how this culture is here. Yes, because... Everybody needs to be one way, one way, and that's it. Because it puts us in a group which contributes to classism, which contributes to capitalism. It's all, it's all fucking... It's it's systematic. It's systemic! It's systemic AF. Yeah, and... I, 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 I'm happy that both of you are the way you are. Because, for one... Your fit is fucking amazing, Drea. I fucking love it. It's so good. Rugrats. I saw you on Anika's story. <laughs> Today, and I was like, dang, you look good. But I also, but I love your fit, too. See, this is my, like, I work in, like, a business casual setting. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I'm still me. Yeah. I'm wearing this. I'm wearing right. like this. Like, this oh, is, man. you know what I mean? So this is what I wear when I have to wear work. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I don't really dress like this. Yeah. Shouts out Brittany, thanks for giving me these clothes last night. I love you Brittany Ochoa, you're the best. But she gave me these clothes last night and I was like, oh my god, this would be perfect for both of my jobs. Like, right, yeah. you know? Exactly, yeah. I still try to keep my own style. Yeah. And I love that they let me express myself at Groom too. They're like, you just do whatever you need to do. Be who you are as long as you look nice and yeah. clean and like whatever. Like, cool. Totally. Love your glasses too. Just got these today. Ooh. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> the debut. Dolph Kill. <laughs> Love it. So I think yeah. that, you know, some of the people that, you know, we, um, you know, look up most to are people that, you know, defied that societal norm, norm. and decided and just, you know, went about their instinct and just truly act- actualized themselves. Like, mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes doesn't get enough credit either, because he's, and Missy Elliott, like, those people, mm-hmm. like, those are people that I remember seeing when I was a kid and being like, yes. Yeah, right. Every oh. music video, music Elliott. And Buster. Busta is, like, underrated, under the radar. Yes, yeah, he, Shout he makes, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, <laughs> listen to my song. if he sees this one day, Buster one day. Rhymes, he, ma- he makes albums about the apocalypse. He does. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. His flow is always amazing. He's like on the same stature for me, Andre 3000. Oh yes, Andre too. I'll cast in general, but yeah. Andre... Uh... Yeah, totally. So, how did you guys come in contact with each other? Like, how did you guys... Saw you dancing at High Dive one day? Oh, Pretty weird. sure. <laughs> I swear, I feel like it was literally I saw you dancing at High Dive one night and I was like... <laughs> I just like crept up to you and we were just like and I was like who is this person because you just you came out of nowhere for me <laughs> I came out of nowhere like I was I was gone from Wisconsin for like Word. 11 years right, right? Yeah. and then I moved around the corner from High Dive before like I moved there right when Jason opened High Dive mm-hmm. oh, wow. so I was one of the first people to be like mm-hmm. me and my friend Yaz were like this is our fucking stomping ground so we were there like all the time and then I remember like seeing you I don't know what event it was I feel like it was I don't know what it was but I remember you were like dancing and I was like who is this person they're so cool look at their clothes look at how they're dancing and then we were just like making eye contact (laughs) being weird and like yeah (laughs) love it that's my memory I don't know 
I have yeah. no idea. That's what, it, <laughs> that's what it was. I sure. know that that's what it was. I have a really good memory. And then, yeah, we had mutual friends. You were with Fivey yeah, and Joe, like, and I know Dad I and Chakra. around before then, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yes. That's Just mutuals. Like, mm -hmm. as soon as I made the decision to move out my mom's, moved in with Fivey. Yep. Um, as soon as that happened, it's like, then I was performing. Yep. Then I got introduced to the music scene in Milwaukee, at least over here, very fucking quick. <sighs> that whole time, like, that time period was so in crazy. That yeah. That was so crazy. What year was this? This was 2016. 2016? Yep. Wow. That was my... So that was like me coming into a year of being here, being mm -hmm. back here. So where were you for such a long time? All over. Well, Madison for school, then right. Chicago, then LA. So where in Chicago were you? I lived um, in Logan Square. Oh, shit, on the yeah. But it was like right on the cusp of Humboldt Park, so it felt like Humboldt Park because sure. it was right there. My best. It was under a bridge. Mm -hmm. like. My best friend lives in Logan Square. It's like, fun. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I mean, it was like four years ago. I don't know what it's like now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm from it's like I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. So where? Like, Southside. Like what's the it called? Tinley Park area, Flossmore. See, I, I know that area. I'm from Flossmore, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. I've not heard of that. I just know Tinley Park. Tinley, everyone knows because of the amphitheater. Gotcha. Okay. Used to work there. Trash venue. Don't go. Anyway. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so so where, where did that become the, the collaborative nature of you guys? Well, I mean, well, I, mean, I started DJing three years ago, mm -hmm. and then I was like, three years. as soon as that happened, do this like, for me now, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. me, not for me, but with me. Right, right, right. right. And yeah. I mean, we already had established that relationship, that bond between mm -hmm. us, and just being out and dancing and being goofy, goofy, laughing. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 kicking it. And, yeah, and yeah, like you hit me up and Taj hit me up the most. So. Taj. Yeah. I just haven't shout seen Shout out Taj Raiden. Yeah, shout out. I was like, wait, that person, I miss them. Yeah. Jeez. Things change so much over time. Mm -hmm. Like, even most of our people that we all had in common, it's like yeah. mostly disbanded, like moved mm -hmm. away or just everyone's got different things. Yeah, for sure. Growing up. Right, right, right. For real. So, the first time I had ever actually, like, knew who you guys were was at the the backline showcase this past year oh okay that was like because like i mean i was in school and after school i was like okay i should probably if i want to make a career in music journalism i should probably go out to some events and meet people yeah <laughs> that would help yes. that that would probably contribute to my cause so i came out to the show you know, it was great. You you were great. You both were great. Like, um... <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, like, um, so you guys, it seems like, you know, you guys just, like, are, you know, um, very... You got you guys are friends, you know. You you guys just like genuinely like the, the chemistry in, of your relationship surpasses just the creative aspect of it. But like you guys just genuinely just like really, you know, like have, each a, other. have a great friendship. That's the thing. I was like, I want to hang out more. It's just, yeah, it's hard trying to like make that happen. But I'm gonna like I'm, that's why I'm so excited about like my work being like because my thing was I put music before like anything, yeah, you know, right. and. 
well myself first but music is like I want that to work out so bad and the things with my job were like getting kind of eh because I'm yeah. broke so I picked up a second job oh, and Lord, I just yeah. couldn't I, know I couldn't yeah. find time for myself anymore and I just stopped seeing like all of my friends really and it's like a hassle to see people now and I don't want that to be that way anymore so I'm happy that I'm going to be getting normalized to like having my one main job like day job and Having a weekend, having the weekends off, because yeah. that's what this society likes is weekends <laughs> off, yeah. you know? I would be so pissed, like, why is no one else off on Mondays like me? Yeah. It's like, because it's not how it works. So yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I want to before the winter gets here. More. Let's get a pontoon. Friendlier. Let's get a pontoon boat. Yeah. Oh. I'm about that. I will, that would be so dope. We got a pontoon. Yeah. It's happening. Fuck it. It's, it's a it thing now. It's on record. I'm making it happen. Yeah. So, Drea, this is a question for you. So, you know, there's, you know, there's a thriving club scene in Milwaukee. There's a thriving, uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of DJs, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's clubs that like Plum, Site 1A, you know, Brother. Monday. What's that? For the first time. I was just at Plum. Oh, yeah. Was it Plum Day? It, I don't know what's what called, but the, um, yeah, was, what is that? <laughs> there was like a whole Plum Day event that happened apparently at Plum, but... Uh, this happens every Monday. Um, a new set of folks that I just met, a new set of DJs. I think they're called the Housebreakers. Home records. Home records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the housebreakers. I love it. <laughs> uh, home records. Home records. Shout yeah. out home records. Shout yeah, out home yeah. records. Austin, um, Adam, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Austin Mikula or yeah. Mikula. Mikula. Yeah. 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 I know who that guy is. Oh yeah, he's he's everywhere. They invited me to come and see what they do there, and yep. then eventually I'll probably play just to play. Cool. 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 Um. But yes, oh yeah, yeah. So, for sure. So, so clearly, like you know, there's so this is a DJ scene, but it it has like you know, as as society goes, you know, there's a standard and everything like that. So like, how do, how does you know your identity and who you are as a DJ? How does that affect your placement in the DJ scene? Um. Okay. <laughs> well, first who gave me an opportunity was um, the owner of Portman's, Ben. Shout out Ben. Owner of Portman's. That's also... Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started off at Portman's and how it happened was Benzon had a gig there. I went along with him. He mostly let me spend the whole time. Ben was like, wow, I really like how you spin. I will offer to pay for your equipment. I will offer to pay for your equipment if you DJ here and you pay off the equipment by DJing here. So I like I DJed there for some months, paid off my equipment. Wow. Um, oh. Yeah, and he was the first person that gave me the opportunity. Uh, that will be the only bar that I ever spin at on Water Street. Sure. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully Water so. Street um, yeah. A lot of the other places that I've been to the DJs there, they haven't, I don't know how to word this, I'm just the only person that I see like me, um, that spins like me, like has my music taste and everything, and if you go a lot to the, a lot of the other places, they're like playing the same shit, they're playing top 40s, top 100s, 
hip hop, but like trap. Boots and cats. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like either traps, trap or boots and cats. Mm-hmm. Um, house. And right, right, right. For, for those of you that don't know. No, I. So after I interviewed you for breaking and entering, I had to like look that up. I was like, what you is boots and cats? I was like, what does yeah. boots and cats mean? So I was like, oh, uh, boots and cats, boots and cats. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, um, keep going. <laughs> like, I love house when I love house. It's, I just don't vibe with the house all of the night. Yeah. Because right. it doesn't have to be like that for. Me going to other places and like hearing everybody play the same music, my mindset is that there's so much, there's so much music in this whole wide world. Much. Like, why are you all playing the same shit all the fucking time? Hey, say it. Fucking say it because it's true. (gasps) Damn. It's fucking true though. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Entering the music scene, going out, being out, seeing DJs. I'm there as a dancer first. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make me dance, right, what's, right, the, right. what's the point? Um, and uh, yeah, so I just try not to be like everybody else. I'm, right. I'm already not like everybody right, else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I've found these places where um, the owners or whoever is booking has really has dived in. Yeah, Hashtag right. dive in. Diving! To some drip sweat and liked what I do, like what I produce, and you don't get the show, the same show each time. Um, and, you know, there are some challenges. There have been more challenges, I think, for other people because they've told me about them and so I steer away from that like I've avoided everything yeah <laughs> like entering the music scene I've gotten stories about people so I'm like hmm <laughs> okay swerve <laughs> yep right good um, yep. so I've been blessed to have that not that I'm judging anybody but you know you not people are, yeah. Right. People can be people sometimes. Oh, of course, <laughs> and it's it's important to listen to that. Uh, chances are that lived experience of somebody is probably accurate, and yeah. you should and I'm gonna trust. Believe a black woman slash a woman before I believe a man about what's going on here. Of too. course, right. Um. So yeah, there's been that. Other challenges is they don't want to pay you. They don't want to pay artists. Yeah. Um, they don't want to pay them their worth. They're cheap about it. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes the gigs are fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you don't mind. or You get paid in exposure bills. Oh. Yeah, you're going to get wet. so much exposure. You don't get paid in exposure bills. <laughs> you're right. Kill Try it. not to do that as Kill much it. as fucking yeah, possible. Do it. Do it, girl. Do it. So, Do it. Um, so yeah, specifically. There you go. Right, right, product <laughs> placement. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, so, yeah, I've just been blessed with the word of the town and who. and attracting people, like you said. This like, one, yeah all of the friends that I've gained over the years too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. Just there is out. no 
There is no competition. Yeah. There is no comparison. You have your own thing. And for one, like, I'm not even a club guy, you know. I, I personally, like, personally speaking, usually I hate going out. I, like, I just have... Yeah, right, 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 right. exactly. That's the goal. That's, I mean, that's... I mean, whether it's, I mean, like, I have a lot of social anxiety. I just have a lot of, like, you know, just, I just like to uh, take in moments in my, in my own element, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like if I'm, if I'm going to a show with intent, then that means that, like, I'm going for the artist. I'm going for, mm -hmm. like, who's performing, mm -hmm. and... Uh, because it's something that, like, it's not going to be some of, like, oh, the same shit. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, someone like you that's doing something different that is, you know, that just is, you know, built on, you know, defying what is expected mm -hmm. in the scene. I think we, we just need, we need more of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, props to you for, for doing that beautiful <laughs> shit. I'm gonna have to. Damn I have to go to Snack Boys. That, that, that yeah. still needs to be. That still needs to be established. Um, Snack Boys Wednesday, seven to twelve. Yes, you heard nice. it. Zach, tell me about your creative process behind Baby Swag. <laughs> I've wanted Baby Swag to be a thing for so long, too. Um, well, it was mostly like. A couple of the songs were just songs I recorded that were just laying around. Mm -hmm. So, like, Melancholic Shorty was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, Small Talk was another one that produced my friend. Ian, shout out Ian, that was the time. Ian Carroll. <laughs> Yay! Mm -hmm. Small Talk was another one. And then, um, well, it was just like after Backline, I had this whole rollout process, and it was like, okay, like, you need to put an EP out. Like, I need to put an EP out at this time, and I was like, hmm, cool. Um, I don't know, I was like in such a work mode yeah. that I was just like writing stuff and making stuff happen. So like Machete, like that happened very, very last minute. You know, I knew I had to like have something done by a certain time, but I also had a vision, like I wanted to put, I wanted to showcase mostly my, um, like my production and she makes kind of yeah like <laughs> yeah I don't know I wanted to originally I wanted to have it all like self-produced but then I was like no I like made such amazing content with um with Immortal Girlfriend and yeah Shout out Immortal Girlfriend oh my god and I was yeah. just like, okay, I have to put these right, yeah. I have to put these two songs on there. So those just had to be there because I was like, I can't let these songs go like unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And then the other ones were like songs that I wanted people to kinda get to know me through. Like I don't know. It was kind of just mostly like I wanted people to hear a sample of like all the different sounds I'm capable of doing. Yeah. And also personally for myself me being like wow i just made machete and i'm putting it on my ep that's coming out in like two weeks yeah because yeah. uh... i can make songs really fast yeah. <laughs> there, you go. Yep. there wasn't anything deep behind it it was just like let me pick my best songs mm -hmm. my most favorite songs because 
I can. Yeah. I can. Um, obviously, put, we put type on there. I said we because I obviously had like a little bit of support. Shouts out Mag. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Enrique Mag. Rodriguez. Mag. That's the homie. Like, wow. Oh, yeah, he's great. Like, world, great person. Good friend. Mm. Good mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, just all around good person. Um, but I was just like, yeah, we gotta put type on there. Cause it was right, like, right. One of the most big songs. Of course. Yeah, it was a but yeah, shouts out for Giants as well because um, Tim and Steve just, they are so passionate and they're also so, like, they care about other artists too. Like they're not in it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's I've just been really blessed to be around people that aren't in it for themselves. Right. Yeah. Because it's like that's the, and that's always like the last thing that I want to come across as yeah. too. Like I'm not in this for myself. Like oh, of course. I'm still figuring things out for myself, but I want to. That's why doing things like this is important. And oh my cool god! To me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so. The reason I do this show. Yeah. Because like. If you have something to say, this is, you know, I want to give you that platform to say right. it. And, like, I, you know, it's, you know, we, I think that we're so victim to this, the cutthroat nature of the industry. And, yep. yeah, in, in, in any sense, you know, whether you're a DJ or whether you're a, a hip-hop artist, like, you know, it's, like... You know, there's this competition with everything, mm-hmm. and it 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 sucks. It doesn't be like yeah. that. It fucking Shit. sucks, and I Shout hate it. Shout out Megan Thee Stallion. Yes. Because oh. she's trying to change that with like the like. If you look at her page or follow her, like she's always got a different like specifically female artists that she's hanging out with just yeah. hanging out with like come hang out with me. We're gonna get drunk and laugh that. at funny videos and yeah. just. You know, like that's necessary, right. like being yep. human again and just yeah. hanging out with each and other and not making everything about out. business. Yeah. Literal, yeah. so true. And then I saw Lizzo was hanging out with SZA just randomly, like they weren't in the studio, being like, "Ooh, we're there," just like, yep. yeah. And I'm like, this is so important. Like artists, mm-hmm. artists need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, there's so much of the ism in the industry, of course, and. So like for me, I don't feel like I connect to any of the other DJs that I see to see right. because all the other DJs are either old black men. Thirty-year-old and a black man, or like early twenties black dudes or white dudes. Just men, 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 men. Just men, 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 men. Very like men, right? Like I straight. Yeah, and so that's why too. Formulaic. Yeah, came up with the um idea. Have a and I'm I'm executing it, but have just uh, I don't want it just to be a DJ, but I wanted to start off there since like here's what I'm doing now. Since this is my costume now. Yeah. Right. Right. Have a DJ collective of other specifically women, specifically women of color DJ collective because I know we're out here. Mm-hmm. I know that oh, totally. we're out here. And hot girl summer. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like trying to <laughs> fucking bring us together so that we can just hang out, not on that, D- not on just DJ shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, let's fucking play some Mario Kart. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got online. Like, let's let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Fuck yeah. And it's like, it's important. I've hosted so many open jams. I'm always hosting Fuck yeah, open jams are a vibe. And I'm going to say it like, as a, as a cisgender white male, <laughs> like, we need to step aside, okay? Like we, yeah. like I want to see. Get your ass out. I want to see. Over. Okay, Get we it. need to we need to move the fuck aside, and I want to see more people podcasting from you know uh, oh. different marginalized communities. So like at the end of the day, I benefit from various privileges. So like, we got like we got light skin privilege, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. The, Without even having mixed parents, right? Well, like at the end of the day, like I want, I just want to see podcasts being, uh, being, uh, ma- being realized from different from different communities. Like, right. you know, I, I, I like every like people can have amazing ideas. You know, like people can have like they so do. much. Right. Everyone has right. like everyone has phenomenal ideas, and it's like. You know, we should be get, like anyone who has said idea should, you know, be be societally granted that platform. And I'm, yeah. and like you know, I may use this show to grant you know the the platform to give anyone anyone to like say what they say what they want and say what they mean and whatever. But like like it should not just be me because you know right. I'm a cisgender white male. Like I, it just should just be like. Anyone who wants to do a podcast that has, you know, you know, equal or greater value of ideas of what to do a show with, you know, they should be doing that show too and be given that platform and given that opportunity, given that that fucking recognition that they deserve. What he's saying now is that we're taking over and uh, hi, this I'm DJ not- Drip Sweat. <laughs> I'm Zev Kenzo. And I'm and we're with Ben Slowey. <laughs> we're with Ben Slowey. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Fucking let you guys have the floor because you yeah. guys fucking deserve it. And that's and like, that's been part of two of the, the gigs that I've been getting. Snack Boys. Yep, all of them. Steve. All of them. <laughs> yeah, white men. The straightest, Company Bruin. whitest, fucking George. cis men ever. Right. George. Right. Also, shout out David at, at Snack Boys because he's not white, but he's... <laughs> David. The one person. Right. But I, feel like, but I feel like most of the time when I see like DJs, for example, a lot of like the, the well-known ones are... Men. White males. White men or black. It's, just, it's just such a dominating industry. Just straight men. Yeah. Just, it's, that's how all of it is. Uh, like Even me, like I yeah. go into it. Like, look at tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Me and Siren. Right, yeah. Are the only out of... I think there's another, possibly one other non-male artist. I, I feel bad because they've kept adding people on. No, no tea, no shade. I just... I'm a little sure, lost because sure, there's sure. a lot of people that have been added on, but I'm pretty sure Siren and I are the only non-men that yeah. are being like, right. hey, come see them. Right. So that's gonna, just how it is. Yeah, that's so I'm going to say, anyone watching this show, like watching this, watch a sit with Brit. Watch Brittany Cook interview artists. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch Tyree Pope kicking it with oh, Tyree. Tyree and playing local dads. Like my friend Jeff's in there and oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. bang local dance. <laughs> I don't think I know that one actually. Well, it's like Dan Black and <laughs> Neil. They're like goofy, but my friend bang local, bang local dance. 
Wow. It's a great podcast. I love it. Also, fucking shout out to Naisha Stone, carved in oh, stone. Oh, yeah, Naisha Stone. Look at the work that Naisha Stone yes. is doing. Yes. Like, Naisha kills it. Like, you know, I'm far know. like I'm far from the only Those person that's interviewing artists. Like, you know, everyone like there's so many there's so much talent that is that is occurring. Yeah. Interviewing artists. And like, you know, it's just at the end of the day, like every like Platforms should be allocated to everybody, just not those with privilege. And so, you know, I'm I'm really, really happy and excited for both of you guys for, you know, the the amazing work you do for both of your respective scenes and everything. And um, so I want to know, uh, I guess to conclude the show, like I want to know what, what's next. What's, what do you guys got going on? <laughs> well, me. Uh, well, shit. I mean, because we're talking, in, we're talking independent uh, answers here. Um, um, yeah, Drea, take the floor. So after this, I'm getting a couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got that no crib. No crib. Um, but it, I'm going on vacation, and I think that this is going to. Uh, you know, really bring out the artists in me as vacations do, you know, yeah, you know well, new territory. Uh, I have no idea really where you know, I'm, I'm going. Just, I'm just trying to have some intentions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so, like, you know, like, to, you know, people, when you say that, oh, you DJ, it's like, Oh, do you produce? And I've been on the. So fucking annoying. It is annoying, but like I've Did been I say that working more on my on my own music. Truly, mm -hmm. good, good, good. So I'm, I'm, I'm there's some stuff cooking up for me. Good, own good, music, it's awesome. Own shows, own like yep. set of events, reviews, events. I'm always cooking it up. So oh, yeah, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. So how about I'm, you? Um, I've got some things happening. I'm a secretive person, so. Same. <laughs> I'm like. I, it's better to it's better I've, to be that way. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm always fake. working. I'm always trying. Right. Because we're make, we're a lot of our generation is slaves. Oh, I got this. I got this. No. Right. We're just slaves. Pay attention. To, we're slaves yeah. to the pay superficiality. Just keep paying attention. Just keep yeah. paying yeah. attention. Keep and nothing to plug really excited from anyway, tomorrow. Which is right. Like, right. Oh. Follow us on all of the whatever Follow the fucks. Instagram. Both of us are on <laughs> all Instagram. We're both all on Twitter. We're both on um, Facebook. Yeah. Yep. Facebook. Right, right. And like, you I'm know. I'm on Spotify. Sometimes shit happens last minute. Like this show. This right. Last right. Just fucking be Follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Zed Kenzo. It's hilarious. Yeah. Instagram <laughs> is better than Twitter because Twitter I forget about because it's like words where Instagram I can Same. just like post videos. The images and yep. shit. I like, I, like, I like words though. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm just low-key salty because I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter. Like I'm under a thousand, like just under a thousand, and I'm like, I mean, all all of them are superficial. Like it's it's yeah. it's all like. Fitting. But that's what it is now. Right, that's right. What I, I'm not gonna downplay it. Like I love it. Like I love Instagram. I love Twitter. I love social yeah, media. Yeah. I love social media. Like I'm not gonna sit up there and be like, ooh, like yeah, it's superficial. But that's how we get our success nowadays. Like that's how we yeah. get our streams. That's how we get our. Yep. Our audience, our fans, our friends, even like I've made friends online. Mm -hmm. So 
Unfortunately, it's a part of like our. You know, you get sad yeah, if someone. Unfortunately, my friend was like, I, I was like, why can't I see your stories? And she's like, I can't see yours either. And I'm like, I'm sad. Like, I want to see your life. You live in a different state now. Like, it's not that I'm like trying to be like, oh, why would you? But I'm like, this this is a part of us. Like, our phones are a connection of us. Yeah, right, right, right. It's not unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It's just it's weird. It's a little weird. Sometimes how it's used by other people. Right, right. Right. I just had the Playboy Cardi gig, and I've gotten so many hate. Males hate DMs. What? Wait, what Playboy Cardi gag? At the rave, I had a debut at the rave. I had a debut at the rave. Debut at the rave. DJ Cardi. First of all, I didn't even know that he was here. When was he here? They do not advertise shows well. I did not know that even Playboy Cardi was here. I only know that because I'm sorry. I only know that because I'm a slave to the Facebook events. I would not have. I did not know, and I would have totally come because I love Playboy Cardi, but I also would have love to see you yeah. what the yeah. there needs to be an environment created that makes everyone feel comfortable right. yeah. because then the big artist or the headliner they'll treat the other people with respect because right. I feel like what happens is it's like they get the luxury king room and yeah. you're gonna get the shithole piece of right. shit nothing because you're nothing yep. and then so then but then we're still it's mental perform it's mental that's, that's the mental classism I've been in right. spaces yeah. with big people who like yep. or like headliners who mm-hmm. like you know if they see me like chilling with AC and all that and with the glass of champagne they're like cool you're important mm-hmm. but if they see that you're like i gotta go down to my little cellar now with no air right, and all that right, they're right. like well clearly they're not that important if they have to be down there yeah yeah it's that but that's what these venues need to work on um, so <laughs> how do you how do you feel backline like really helps you like you know further your career and how it felt you know let you be the zed kind of you 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 are today Again, because shouts out Mad and Nico Rodriguez, that's why. The money, cool, that was great. But mm-hmm. the experience that literally Mag as the program director built for every single one of us, he he did nothing but give us resources and give us support both as a friend, as a mentor, as a manager for all the artists. He continues to stay in touch with all of us. He's provided us with uh, therapists and, and mentors and all that. Oh, that's beautiful. He's just he cares so much, genuinely like he will stay up all night answering his phone if he has to. Like if he has to, like he'll do that. Um, that's why, because I finally I like had some sort of support. Yeah. Because I've been doing this all on my own. Mm-hmm. I never had a manager, never had a blah, and like support meeting him. So important. It's like, boom, yes. thank you. That's literally why. Like, shouts out Eddie and I, shouts out Glenn and like all that. All the sponsors and the donors, like, thank you so much. But really, it was like having someone as strong as a leader as Mag, seeing someone with that work ethic, seeing someone with that passion, and being able to just be in his presence and be considered like a friend of his. That motivated me to, as simple as, why are you waking up at 10 a.m. every day? Wake up at 8. What's wrong with you? You know? Right, right, right. And I'm like, dang. And now I literally, like, I may not, like, leave my house. But I wake, I'll be waking up at 8 a.m. Yeah. every day yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, seriously. So that's what Backline was for me. And he still stays in touch. And I still have resources with so many people in the industry right now. Like, I can mm-hmm. easily just be like, boom, email, boom, text. Right, right, right. So yeah, exactly. It's just, it's 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 a great program. Um, apply. Apply the video. All right. The video. 
Um, all right. Guys, we had a great conversation. Zed. Oh, 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 oh. Zed, what keeps you up at night? Oh. The passion I have. Oh, my God. And thinking about my next meal. Yeah, that too, yeah. Right. Let's get. Drea, what keeps you up at night? My fucking dog, Minnie Mouse. Shout out to Minnie Mouse. Oh. I fucking love you, bitch. Damn. You're my fucking dog. Ah, I love that about you. Hell yeah. She's, she's crazy. Fuck yeah. Zed, what, keep, what, Zed, what puts you to sleep? My fan. Absolutely. Your fan? In the office. I agree, yes. The office. The yes. office and my fan. I agree, yeah, yeah. The fan is, is a mood. Drea, what keeps you up at night? Or, excuse me, what puts you to sleep? Uh, head rubs from my baby boo. Oh. Oh, it's adorable. Fuck yes. Affection. Shower of affection. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> Had a ton of fun. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Ben. Yes, of course. Gang in this bitch. All right. Okay. Uh, I really have to... Yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.